It might be different for somebody else. It depends on your brain. But in yeah. my case, I think it's actually... I'm the opposite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we continue to be yes, opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you done? Kyle likes living and I like death. <laughs>Welcome back to another episode of the Productivity Lab, where we put the tips, tricks, and methods of getting stuff done to the test. I'm your host, Mark. And I'm Kyle. And in this episode, we celebrate our two-year anniversary. How about that round of applause? Yay! yay, yay, yay. <laughs> Mike, you're writing this episode if you want to put in some tears. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, <laughs> no cheers. Um, but <laughs> before we dive and two, discussing what our uh, top three books, our bottom three, and our top three habits were. Kyle, what have you been up to? Uh, yeah, so this is, uh, I guess, kind of big news. I decided to follow in your footsteps and create a personal newsletter. So I will be sure, or Mark will be sure, to throw that link into the description. Uh, right now it's called Dispatches from Quadrant 9. So it's my personal brand, so to speak. It's Quadrant 9. Uh, which my personal website is quadrant9.net, but it's used for recovering all my projects and uh, also cool things I find around the internet and uh, books I'm reading or liked a lot. Uh, basically, just like a catch-all. It's partially there to, uh, quote-unquote, build a brand. It's also partially there to keep myself accountable. <laughs> so uh, I want to start writing more for the blog and I want to start publishing more short stories onto my personal writing uh, blog so it would make sense to have a newsletter that I could uh, keep myself accountable and plug those in. I actually have a second draft of a short story that I originally wrote as an audio play for my audio drama course I just got out of but I decided to rewrite it in prose and I plan on rewriting the first draft of that into a second draft that I'll then publish hopefully by the time this episode comes out. Uh, we'll see. Uh, uh, I guess I shouldn't say the working dog because it's kind of spoilery, <laughs> but uh, the uh, uh, the story should be coming out hopefully by the time this episode comes out, and the the newsletter I think will become a permanent uh, part of the description of our of our uh, where to find us part of the podcast descriptions in each episode. Uh, I'll be sure to plug that in there though. But yeah, I've been working on that. Um, I finished up my career writing class, and I'm about to start another one next month, which I'm excited about. Uh, I'm working on my uh, my on-off projects right now, which is like a book inspired by horror comedies I've been watching a lot of lately and uh, my college life. So uh, yeah, it takes place in West, in West Texas is where I went to college, so that's why. And also stars college students, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just uh, uh, kind of working on turning a new leaf when it comes to projects. My goal for the for the remainder of the year is to put myself out there more. Uh, I'm usually pretty self-conscious about putting myself out there for anything that's not spoken dialogue. So podcasting, I'm usually like, go ahead, listen to my podcast. But I'm like writing, I'm like, I don't know, should you read this blog post? Uh, so um, my goal <laughs> is to put myself out there and also getting used to redrafting things, which is something I'm not so used to, so that I could improve upon things and yeah that's my general thing right now i'll be traveling a lot more too during the time of the delta variant which kind of sucks this timing worked out <laughs> the original plan was like i'm going to start traveling at the end of the summer because like that's like when the initial hype of traveling is going to die down and it'll be uh, better to travel 
during like September, uh, late August and October. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, I'm vaccinated, which is good. But that doesn't mean I can't get sick. It also doesn't mean that I won't be a disease, a disease vector. So <laughs> I might be fine, but by traveling, I might be putting people in danger. So I'm going to be doing my best to read up on traveling during COVID guidelines over the next couple of weeks to know how to prepare for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, speaking on the, the travel front, um, I was also planning, which I, I'm holding off because like you, yeah, I would need to read more into like the travel things, but I was wanting to, uh, take off two full weeks and do a coast to coast train ride. Ooh, that sounds so um, fun. I would love to do that. Yeah. Um, so I may delay doing that, but I really want to do that and just take two weeks off, fly to New York, mm. and take the Amtrak across to San Francisco. God, I, um, I've only taken the Amtrak between Austin and Fort Worth, mm-hmm. and it's like three hours, you have like no cell service or anything, you just kind of focus there, you just like write, read it, it's like it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah it's my it's going to be my writing retreat. Yeah, oh um, my God, I would love to do that. Ah. Yeah, if you want to do it, let me know. <laughs> And that could, if we could do some of that together, that'd be the ultimate TPL uh, experiment. It's like a TPL test retreat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, I, that'd I, be so fun. I, you I, let I, me know. I don't I'm enough, down. I don't think I have enough uh, time off. That was sucks, but I, I think the official is like six days. Okay, um, I could if possibly you're, if you're looking at. Okay. I was just going to take two weeks off myself. I mean, ideally, I'd love to do. Since he said New York, I love to do New York City for a week and then do that. I never did New York City, but if you go to New York, let me know. I want to go to New York okay. as well. All right. <laughs> so, um, and I'm a big museum person, so I will have to visit uh, museums there mm. as well. But yeah, the, so I was you were talking about that, and that reminded me of like, oh yeah, I was planning like this coast to coast trip, which I may just uh, just delay that and just do something like small, where it's just you know uh, solo. Again, I'm vaccinated, but mm. that doesn't mean I can't be a vector. It, regarding this uh, Delta variant, since it has a higher viral load, mm. uh, but um, uh, so that reminded me. That's interesting, man. I really, I want that coast to coast trip <laughs> to write and read on a train, and you got the views. Yeah, uh, amazing. Um, but <laughs> what I've been up to uh, hasn't been uh, much. So the previous week, I was writing, uh, still writing for project, which. So I was getting a couple of chapters done, which has been super fun to write and do. And this week I didn't get to write any of that because I got surprisingly out of nowhere sick Monday. Oh no! Um, I, yeah, I think it was like something I ate, which I was like fine one minute and then just nope. Mm. And uh, I was out and it's kind of been getting my energy back. I don't even go anywhere, so... Yeah, it was definitely something I ate. So it, it was, um, so that kind of took off my writing activity and stuff. Mm. And I got it late with school. So my copy editing course, which continues to astound me because it's fun, but it's so subjective uh, when it comes to editing. So it's really interesting when I did, I completed my midterm exam. Mm. And so it was very interesting to see, I got an A on it. Yay. Uh, but it's interesting to see my editing choices versus someone else editing choices. And then to go through and determine 
And not that they were wrong, but to determine why I made a certain choice and why this editor made a certain choice for the answer key, Mm -hmm. if you will. And it's just so fascinating that two editors will not edit the same. Mm -hmm. It's just so fascinating. I love it, but (laughs) it's also kind of (laughs) like, it's like, am I doing this right? Well, it's not wrong. Yeah. Um, And you're like, but am I doing this right? But it's a really great class uh, for copy editing. And it's, I'm so thankful. It's not like the grammar uh, course Mm -hmm. that was a prerequisite because that was pure hell. But outside of that, that's kind of been uh, what I've been up to and uh, also editing the Refuse to Choose episode uh, for the book review and getting that out there and doing some social media. And which, you know, I liked uh, some of y'all responses where uh, our designer, Adam Dotson, was like, I wish I could like um, his comment was something to pick up a project and work on it three months and then choose something else. And I'm like, welcome scanner. Um, so <laughs> yeah, you suggesting the book or something? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so I've been posting quotes of the book on our Instagram. Oh yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. So uh, that's been pretty fun. But you know, with all of that, that's all I've been up to. We're done. We got that out of the way. And now for our main course for you to feast on in this two-year anniversary. It kind of slipped, came up on me out of nowhere. Yeah, we did. And I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, we should recognize our calendars more. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this, yeah, it, I think, uh, and it, it's so funny, I was watching something the other day regarding our concept of time mm-hmm. um, and how our brain, you know, slows down to draw in more of the experience Mm -hmm. and it makes it seem like time uh, was going much longer than it Mm. was right um and 2020 is like a month but then also a decade yeah sometimes i can make oh i haven't seen them in the since like last year oh wait it's been two years since i lost all that person (laughs) (laughs) like i guess adam dotson our designer is an example that like i had uh he lives down south which for north austinites down south is basically a different city so we don't see each other that much but like we try to see each other occasionally and uh yeah i don't think i've seen him in like two years yeah (laughs) it feels like it's been like a year oh and so when i was going back to look over it's like oh what books did we read right and i was kind of shocked we read six books since august of last Mm -hmm. year for example and I was like, wait, really? And I was like, did I have a date right? 2020? And I was like, but is it 2020 now? No, it's 2021, Mark. It's August 2021. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was just throwing me off. It was blowing my mind of the different things that we, the episodes that we have, the things that we discussed and everything to try to pick something yeah. out. <laughs> and I was, and it's just the year time frame has been kind of wild for us lately. So... But it, it's still been uh, another fun year mm-hmm. uh, of experiments, and I can't wait to dive down into it. So for for to get us started, you think we should start with our books, top three books? Yeah, uh, well, let's see. This is actually a good question. We should talk about format beforehand. I actually only wrote down two books, but uh, I could for add another one in there. <laughs> for yeah, shame. The description I said favorite <laughs> book. I forgot to discuss three books. Yeah, let's do books, and then we'll do biome three, then we'll do top three habits. 
That's so what I was we'll thinking. Say what so, so are we doing like the <laughs> like the feedback wise? Where you do like saying positive at the start, and you're saying negative in the middle, then you do saying positive mm-hmm. at the end. All right. Exactly. Uh, let's. Do you want to testlate this? Like you do number three, I do number three, and then I do number two. You do yeah. Number two, because that way you might tie and be like that way. It's not redundant that way. All right. You do number three first, since you actually prepared three books. <laughs> so. And as always, just like last time, even though I wrote this stuff down, I didn't put it in an order because I'm like, ah, it's hard for me to choose an order. <laughs> yeah. So just know that me giving these are uh, not in my preferred particular order, but we'll we'll go with it anyway. So let's start with top three books. And how I chose my books was based on the six books that we've uh, read. Uh, I do log these on my bookshelf along with the rating. And also on Goodreads as well. And so uh, based off those books, um, I pulled the top three with the highest ratings. And uh, all three of them actually have a four out of five ratings, while the others had a three out of five ratings. So, (laughs) well, that's only for the books. Wait till we get to the habits. That's true, yeah. Um, Then, so for that, um, let's start with, We'll just go ahead and start with the order I have listed. Um, and the most recent one, Refuse to Choose. We'll put that for my number three book, Ooh, Refuse okay. to Choose uh, by Barbara Schur. And again, that was previous episode. Yeah, so it's I don't think fresh. I need to, <laughs> I don't think I need to say anything much about this book because you just came, hopefully you've just came off the listening to the review yeah. episode. If not, go check out episode 55 of Refuse to choose. Definitely, I feel like that people that like that listen to a lot of product safety project or podcasts will like a book like Refuse to Choose, since we are trying to optimize our lives to fit as many things as we want into it and get as many things done. So Refuse to Choose is a great book. So if you haven't listened to the episode, definitely listen to it. Yes. So that is my number three. What about you, Kyle? My number three and my hastily put together list is a <laughs> which actually was going to be my honorable mention at first, but I guess it's now number three is Scary Fast. This is our first book of our second year uh, cycle, so, so to speak, of, of podcast. I liked this episode a lot. It was a big surprise. We kind of just chose like a random indie book that we uh, found off of uh, off of Amazon, I think, or we were going to Goodreads. Like we went to like the, like the, like the, like page 100 on Goodreads for like the uh, top like read product to books. And we kind of chose one of that, like the most interesting description. And this one was really good. It was uh, about a, I would see, he was a Canadian minister and like author uh, and blogger. Yeah. And uh, he seemed like a really fascinating guy. I kind of wish he had a Twitter presence to like, you know, shout him out. But he unfortunately doesn't. So he might not even know that we gave him this award of, uh, I think we both gave him like a four or a five, which is uh, basically means uh, definitely read. That book, though, was I think written like all, all productivity books should be written, where it's. Mm-hmm. It's more of a TLDR of what the full book would have been published or anything an actual publisher where the uh, he lays it out as as and doesn't say any more than he needs to say for each section. He uh, brings up uh, different ways of remixing things like the uh, Peter Principle, I think, is one of the ones, and like the 80-20 rule. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay, like mix these things together, and that way like you really feel like that you have to this, get this thing done in this amount of time. I think the Peter Principle is that uh, things will take as long as it takes to accomplish depending, given the time span that's given so say if you have like mm-hmm. a project that's six months long it'll take six months to complete it you won't complete yeah. it sooner and then uh, the 80 20 rule is that 80 percent of the work gets done within or 80 percent 
the most important 80% of the work, uh, it depends actually. So it's like 80% of the work gets done in like 20% amount of time is uh, yeah. the 80-20 principle. And uh, he mentions like ways like how to remix it, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, overall, just fun book. Cuts all the fat. Definitely recommend for people looking for just something that's a simple read. You could, you could read it. I think it's like an hour or two to read. Probably like an hour. Yeah. I read it in an afternoon. So. It's a scary fast read. <laughs> yep. So that's my number three, scary fast. All right. So moving on to number two, I whoop, I had, uh, again, note for me, these are, t- are in no particular order. But for this, number two, uh, the second one I listed was The Productivity Project by Chris Bailey. Um, <laughs> you know, he's becoming one of my uh, favorites uh, for nonfiction. Um, and I believe, as, as Kyle mentioned in that book review for that episode, uh, which was episode 50, in which we did the book review, that's uh, it, the basis of this podcast, right? Uh, of, of doing different uh, productivity projects. And this was uh, a very fun read for me. And just thus far, his books for me have uh, been very fun and uh, illuminating to read. And I think he's a good writer as well. So I really enjoy uh, what I've uh, uh, have read from him thus far. So that is going to be my number two. What about you, Kyle? That's also my number two. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Was, yeah, he's such a great author. I don't know how I discovered the book. I wish I remembered how I discovered it. But the book was the inspiration for this podcast. And he's also, yeah, he's a great author. He writes in such a way that you're like, man, I would like, want to grab a beer with this guy. Like, he just seems like a cool guy. So I, uh, overall, if Chris Bailey wants to appear on our show as a guest, he's a welcome guest uh, or triple co-host if he wants to join the show as an actual host. <laughs> Invitation's open. The invitation is out there. I mean, we're, we're kind of limited to only being Austinites right now. I mean, I still have a Canadian in the show. So, <laughs> yeah i i really enjoyed this book uh both books they read for the show are great which the other one was hyper focus i think that one uh was a little bit more uh actionable than productivity projects because yeah like unlike productivity project where he talks about a lot of different things hyper focus he talks about two different things and mm-hmm. i think that was a great one and it still sticks with me up there with like atomic habits as well for books that have stuck with me a lot but that goes with my also my uh, number two, just be his inspiration for this podcast. Seems like a great guy. Gave us a lot of ideas. And uh, all in all, just a fun read. Indeed, indeed. So what's your number so one? We move to number one, and this will be interesting. And the last one on my list is Imaginary Drum Roll, okay. Scary Fast what? <laughs> by Brian Michael Stegner. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> this is gonna be fun (laughs) yeah so that was that that was the last book that i i noted and for all the reasons that you stated uh as your number three pick it was a a very fast read i took lots of notes uh highly you know uh varying productivity methods like the pareto principle and everything else and i think it's a great entry for People that are kind of, kind of want a TLDR on how to start with their productivity, mm-hmm. right, and how to compound things, and you can just do 
one section at a time uh, as he lays out in the book. And again, a, a supremely short read, something I highly recommend. So if people wanted to say, you know, what are some what are some general concepts and tips and things that we can do to get started in productivity? I would actually recommend his book. And I'm like, and then if you want something to delve into a little bit more deeper, you know, then we may reach back in our catalog with uh, hyper-focus or atomic habits, right? Where a, a little something with a little bit more meat on the bone. But I'm like, if you want a wide breadth mm-hmm. of it, I think Scary Fast is kind of is going to be it. So that's my number one. <laughs> I'm curious to hear what yours is. Yeah. So we mute each other on this list. My number one's refuse to choose. <laughs> so, <laughs> so on average, our favorite book of the year is Productivity Project. That means. Actually, they're all tied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On average, they're yeah. all tied. Wow. Wow, that is funny. Yeah, because Refuse to Choose is like one of those books I really needed to read at the time because I've been kind of felt like I've been against like a a productivity wall lately, like where like, I don't feel like, like there's like enough time to do everything I want. There's not enough time in my day to do everything I want. But yeah, the, the, the book just kind of convinced me that uh, not everything in life should be work. And that's saying that it's easy to get misconstrued with these productivity stuff is that the most things that you do, they try to be productive on is work, but I'm not productive because I want to be good at my job. I'm productive because I want to get fulfilled with my life. And uh, it made me, it, re, it reinforced my thoughts on that. It's like, I actually uh, thought about after I read the book, what my top three values in life are, which mm-hmm. they are uh, not, in no particular order, but they are mental and physical health, friends and family and side projects and learning new things and work isn't on that list and uh that's fine but like work doesn't have to be on that list and that book reassured me that as long as i'm smart about uh using my time wisely and uh even like using downtime at work wisely and even like using my job wisely i could actually make it like i could i can make my job work for me instead of me working for my job and that job, uh, that book really helped me with that. So it didn't teach me anything new, but it definitely didn't make me feel like I was hitting my head against the wall and not getting anywhere in life because I work uh, a government job, which is a slow job, but that's fine because my hobbies are my higher priority. And uh, as long as I could dedicate time to those smartly and along with my health, I could uh, have a happy and fulfilling life. So it meant a lot to me. I could see why the the uh, person on the Discord server I'm a part of recommends it to everybody. So I might be mm-hmm. preaching the gospel of refuse to choose in the future. <laughs> I've already uh, did a recommendation in my class chat nice. about that book. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess we're going on to the bottom three habits now. I'll start this one off since okay. Uh, okay. you started the last one off. We'll start with our third least favorite, then second least favorite, then first least favorite. Yes. So my third least favorite habit wasn't necessarily the habit itself, but the situations that happened around the habit. And that was Stoic Week. I think that Stoicism is a great idea. I really do uh, admire anybody who practices it, especially seriously. But when we did Stoic Week was also during the January 6th riot at the Capitol. And that was a very, uh, is the word tumultuous time? It's a, it's a time of turmoil in American politics and uncertainty. And that just made it impossible to be a stoic. And it was hard to like really let go of things I couldn't control. 
and it made my brain uh yeah it just made, my, made it hard for my brain to really focus on things and that was also just a stressful time in general for being a texan because of the next month we had the freeze although it wasn't a part of the stoic week uh it definitely when was that one that something happened at that time when were we testing that time that was uh record um, dates let's see that would be february uh that may have been zellercaston no zellercaston was one three no zellercast uh we were doing different, different work so that one was an easy one too because i got zellercast and edited and out that's yeah. Before, uh, edit it and schedule before I lost power. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we were doing uh, different workstations then, which is actually a pretty decent one. But yeah, it was a pretty stressful yeah. two months, I'd say. And uh, Stoic Week was just the wrong time to practice it. I think that in general, Stoicism is saying that should be looked into. It helped me through a very stressful time in my life. Um, if I was living in Louisiana and I had many friends for about two years, working a crappy job, Stoicism helped me get through it. And I think that anybody who's going through a rough time or feels like that, that they have no control over the world should definitely read up into stoicism literature. But uh, it was just during a very terminal time. And because of that, uh, not necessarily the habit itself was bad, but the situations concern around the habits made it bad. How about you, Mark? Um, so for me, um, this ended up being my number three, or one, was no caffeine our <laughs> episode <laughs> and that was episode 36 I'm number one for you so. um well yeah it's so to to make a note about these lists bottom three habits and top three habits is my disclaimer is that um they it's not that they were all bad or that i hated them or something like that it was kind of difficult for me to even pick anything mm. for the bottom three. So it's not yeah, like same. I didn't like them or anything like that, yeah. you know? Um, and also, even though we rate them, looking back, it's dawned on me that we don't document, and this is bad on us. <laughs> it definitely is. We don't document our ratings yep. for any we, of the other we episodes. We go through and listen to all the old episodes of the last 10 minutes of each episode to see what our final reviews are. Exactly. Yeah, I think I make it into exactly. a kick of 4 out of 5, but because the situation is concerning it, it made it a bad moment. Right. So when I was looking at the exactly. episode tiles, I'm like, oh yeah, Stoic Week, I have very strong feelings about that episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so for me, uh, the, the number three was like the no caffeine. Though, um, so even though I did, you know, get sick from that, you know, I didn't hate it because it helped me recognize how much caffeine I was actually consuming mm -hmm. at the time. And I've made changes since then. So I don't drink as much coffee mm. uh, as I did before that I've challenge. Actually mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've also swapped out all my teas so that all my teas are non-caffeine. Oh, yeah. Before yeah. they were all caffeinated yeah. as well. So I was just kind of on the caffeine high all day because i drink a lot of tea mm. um really all i drink is either is coffee tea and water i don't drink like anything else really at all those are the only things i drink so for flavor it would be teas and they were all caffeinated so you know it had it had a flip side in which yeah i got sick from caffeine withdrawals but it helped me recognize how much coffee or caffeine that i was intaking 
and I was able to make some changes based on that. So that is my number three. And now let's move on to our number two. My number two is also Bottom. no caffeine. Well, it's not also. You just also you, not yeah, caffeine. Mine's no caffeine. Yeah, that one I I was thinking about it, and I think it, like, I do agree it's good to fast from different things for a while. Like during the course of twenty twenty, I also took like long alcohol free breaks, which I actually mm-hmm. found it's actually harder after the pandemic because I like I like to like have a beer and I'm hanging out with friends, but. <laughs> So I was happy I did that twice in that time. But the no caffeine definitely proved to me that I had some kind of addiction to it. And like I said, I've actually kind of upped it since then. I now drink uh, about a cup and a half or a coffee cup and a half of caffeine or of coffee each day. So I definitely upped it, but I do have more rules around caffeine now. Like on work days, no caffeine afternoon. So I need to finish it all before noon if I toss it all out. And then on weekends, no caffeine after one. Just push it back an hour because I usually wake up around eight or nine on weekends and figure why not. So weekend, you could relax a bit more. And I also let myself have two cups of coffee on the weekends as well. Uh, so that has been a additional rule I've added to it. I do want to cut back again. I think actually I'm considering before my trip to take a week off of drinking coffee. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I'm planning to take the ideal thing would be to take a week off from drinking alcohol and coffee before then i only i have rules around alcohol as well that i actually loosened during the pandemic but i just had to tie them up now uh the old rule is i don't drink at home and uh during the pandemic of course i'd like do movie nights and uh watch movies with the and with your my uh, my partner or with my brother through discord and uh I enjoy a few beers during that but uh i've decided now it's gonna be only socially and also, uh, no, not on weeknights anymore with like one night exception. Like if like friends, like want to do a happy hour somewhere and that's it. So, uh, it's good to have these things with rules around it. Like I'm a believer in moderation for everything. And, uh, that's like why the no caffeine, I think is a great habit to think about. And also no drinking, no, whatever you're dependent on. I actually quit, uh, sleeping supplements last year as well. Because like for years I was dependent on melatonin supplements to go to sleep and, uh, it makes it so easy to go to sleep and it made me less conscious of my habits around sleep. So uh, last year was like a year of like reevaluating my substances in my life. And it's good to take those breaks to consider what can and can't, uh, or like not, I guess like what can and can't exist in your life, but like how much of it should exist in your life. And so no caffeine itself was a horrible habit to go through, but just like stoic week, <laughs> it's actually saying that it's good to do. So yeah, uh, I'd recommend, Anyway, to abstain from these things that you think that you might be a little bit too dependent on, maybe it'd be uh, YouTube binges, video game binges, sleeping supplements, or so on and so forth, and just like take a week or two off. But it's going to suck, but it'll teach you a lesson. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of weird to like both like a story of week and no caffeine. I'm one of my worst habits, uh, despite them actually being good things to do. <laughs> it's yeah uh, it's just because like during the time it was hard and that's what i'm thinking about right now is like what was the most difficult ones to do not the ones that like that uh that i think were absolutely horrible uh yeah because i think that a lot of things like we were saying earlier like a lot of the habits that we did this year is hard to like really pick our worst ones so my criteria is the ones that were the hardest to do and yeah so no caffeine number two what's your number one mark or number two, Mark. Or my number yeah. two. <laughs> uh, man, again, 
it, yeah, even with that criteria for me, like which ones were difficult to do, I, I wouldn't say it was difficult for me on any of them. There was always something good about them. So it's so hard to keep choosing like a bottom three. Yep. But the, the second one that I wrote down was the Seinfeld method. Okay. Uh, yeah. Don't break yeah. the chain. Okay. Actually, that's uh, that's a better one than no caffeine, actually. That might, that's my honorable <laughs> number two mentioned then. Your honorable number two? <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I had that one. And so at the time, at the time, I felt that it was, I needed it because I used that time to draw. And for for me, and I haven't actually been drawing lately. Mm -hmm. So it's so weird to have that on my list, but then be like, yo, you need a sign. Don't break the chain week for drawing. Uh, Because that's, that's a way for me to kind of escape everything and not have to produce of course last time i made that comment of uh, or of me having something to uh, draw a hobby enjoying a hobby and not trying to monetize it i got hired to uh for to commission (laughs) a piece for somebody (laughs) and i enjoyed it and i loved doing it and i love that they reached out to me to hire me to complete uh some work for them illustration work for them and i you know i love that but you know it's it's drawing even though you know i'm practicing drawing so trying to get better is something so fun and and that was useful during that time but then it's also i think kind of your reservations with if if i recall in that episode of having to stick or continue with something yeah actually yeah this one i don't think i spoke highly of because i'm a believer in the ranking system instead of like it's instead of it yeah. being binary it should be at least like a three-point scale like how hard did i try to do this each day like each day yeah. each day i do a five-point scale i do negative two to two and uh if i do saying that's extremely detrimental towards that habit i do a, a negative number a negative two to yeah. that negative one for mildly detrimental for no change or lukewarm results is a zero then like minor improvements are one and major improvements are two. Uh, not just an improvement, but like trying my best that day. Uh, yeah. So like, for example, I'll, like I check myself each day for, did I do my best to eat vegetarian during work days? And like, say if I have like, say two meals of vegetarian and one that wasn't because like, maybe like uh, we go to a restaurant that doesn't have any vegetarian options at night. I give myself a one because I tried my best, but I still want to a place that had none vegetarian stuff. But say if it's like, I eat like, I don't know, uh, some breakfast taco with like, I don't know, uh, chicken in it and then i have like chicken salad for lunch and then i have a burger for uh for dinner on a work night I, on weekends it's, i'm it's an exception for me i'll give myself a negative two for that since it's detrimental towards my habits and i think that's more important yeah. that way than saying did i break my chain or not because like yeah you could like in that case of being a vegetarian uh five days a week i can uh, at least say i ate two-thirds of my meals today was vegetarian which is still majority and that shouldn't that shouldn't interfere with the with the uh with the habits so that in my mind is still success yeah 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 so yeah so for that one it's kind of it's not again it's not because i wholly didn't like it but it's also something that didn't stick and something that i will not go back to i i i do think that don't break a chain actually teaches bad mental habits uh, which is that if you don't, if you do break the chain, you feel like you just like lost something huge, and then you get to a certain point, like what's the point of continuing? And I think that's like why the ranking is more important, uh, because I think that don't break the chain is actually 
it starts off great, but I think it always ends up with like self-defeatist mentality. I know this from my experience, so it might be different for somebody else. It depends on your brain, but in yeah. my case, I think it's actually... I'm the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we continue to be yes, opposite. <laughs> <laughs> right. You done? Kyle likes living and I like death. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so getting into number number see a part of my dark humor slipped out i'm very dark humor and that's not good <laughs> but um see i almost said something else is bad we're gonna just keep rolling <laughs> we're doing it live <laughs> moving on to number one kyle what is your number one bottom three habit magic mind i knew yeah. it <laughs> Uh, I did that. I tried it twice. I did the shot method, and I, I felt sick for the first hour after I drank it, and I threw up. And then after that, I tried the next day. I tried to mix it in my coffee, and that didn't work. And as far as I know, Magic Mind could be just like bulletproof coffee and be some kind of snake oil. So I, I can't even give it <laughs> high remarks for that. Uh, they claim to have some doctors as part of them and some nutrients, which might be true. Maybe they are actually legit. But I I just like I can't I can't stomach it. like I had the opposite reaction I think with uh with bulletproof coffee with bulletproof coffee I'm like yeah it tastes delicious but it's probably uh, a sham for this I'm like this tastes disgusting but there might be some science behind it which I still think is mm-hmm. true uh but I need to have some peer review stuff on it I think that they haven't had their paper published yet uh it's been awesome I checked the website but uh yeah it just personally it was the least ex- enjoyable thing we've done and if I were <laughs> if I was forced to do it every day. I would have I'd have legitimately had the first the first time to actually hate the habit so much that I'd throw up every day apparently. So it's actually the first habit I ever quit at the very beginning. So yeah. Uh so Magic Mind, don't have anything else to add to it. Check out the check out the uh, episode. It's uh I think I have all my ranting done then. So yeah. Magic Mind is number one worst habit for me over the past year. How about you, Mark? All right. Um I don't have the kind of resistance for the next habit uh, that are the top habit that I ranked in my bottom oh, wait. three. Actually, I do have an honorable mention as well. My honorable mention for this one is the quantified self, since that's the one episode that we lost. So that one just, <laughs> we had two weeks and nothing came out of it. Sneak peek. That's my number one top habit. Um <laughs> joking uh, <laughs> it's so good we can't but, show you the episode it is so good man it's the only you 10 out of 5 we've ever given <laughs> exactly and you probably need to go into the quantum realm to even listen to it so. <laughs> the quantum realm to listen to the quantified self Ooh. exactly <laughs> right. anyway um, <laughs> number one worst habit my, Mark. my number one uh, w- yeah my number one you know worst or one I didn't like so much when looking back, was the resistance. Oh, really? And this was bumped up after Refuse to Choose. Oh, yeah. After Refuse to Choose, I looked back on that one, and I was like, you know what? (laughs) Because looking at the resistance list, and this kind of everything that you said regarding the Seinfeld, or Don't Break the Mm -hmm. Chain, you have these things that you're resisting. There's obviously some reason that you're resisting them um uh, of of doing that work and looking at the list just kind of makes me it kind of think like oh look what you're not doing mm-hmm. your failure etc cetera, yeah. etc cetera. Yeah. and then like maybe 
for me, a lot of uh, some of the things I have already done, but it's just the remaining stuff. Mm-hmm. And after Refuse to Choose, I'm like, well, maybe I got out of it what I wanted to get out of it, and I don't need to do the rest of this BS, mm-hmm. right? And it just makes me make me hate or dislike the resistance list of seeing it and then forcing myself to spend time and working on it on that task even more, mm-hmm. even though I think that like, yeah, I don't like that. So that's something that um, I tossed my resistance list. I'm like, if I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and I have no interest of doing that again or uh, kind of keeping that around. If I'm not going to do it, I'm just going to kind of take the take the the step or thought process that if I'm not doing it, it's a particular reason that I'm not doing it, and uh, I need to just move along. Now, I must buttress this with saying that this I won't take this approach with my day job, for example, because there's lots of stuff mm-hmm. that you don't want to do in your day job that you're just going to have to do. I don't think resistance list applies in that particular manner (laughs) you just do it or you get fired right (laughs) um so i i I don't think that qualifies so this is strictly pertaining to side projects and things that you're building Mm -hmm. uh for yourself etc and so it really begs the question as to why you're doing it or if you got what you already needed out of that and the rest is something that you have no interest in doing ever but it being around and forcing yourself to work on it is just kind of making you feel icky about the whole thing um and i don't like that and so after reading refuse to choose see i really like that yeah that was very good uh despite my earlier comments (laughs) in the episode but uh yeah that 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 was put on my list as my my top resistance so and so now we're going to stop. Start with our top three habits, starting with number three, mm-hmm. and we're going to push that over to you, Kyle. Right. What is your 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 top three habits, starting with the number? Yeah, three? my third favorite habit we did over the past year was the distraction-free workspaces. Although, and we're saying that was mm. hard to do. I, I, for me, when I rate my top three, I think about the ones that stuck with me, like the no sleeping with alarms yeah. is one of them uh, from last year. And so the things that stuck with me that I employ into my day-to-day life, even like weeks after we last tested it. So my number three is distraction-free workspaces. Uh, kind of like the no caffeine challenge. It kind of was like a forced audit. I guess it's like the distraction list, but this is like the next level after distraction list since it's a kind of like a two-in-one episode or one-in-two episode, I guess. A two-part episode is what I was looking for. And uh, so distraction-free workspaces, although I did find out that I had distractions in my life, and even like when I try to mitigate them, I would still be drawn to them. I actually took extra effort after that episode to mitigate them even more. So I'm now running a focus me session on my personal laptop that blocks all distracting apps and websites during my productive hours each day. So that's from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. I can't access certain websites. I can only access Discord, for example, for five minutes at a time or five minutes per hour. So I get like a five minute break. And uh, that forces me to either do the things I don't want to do at work (laughs) or I think even more importantly is that instead of being bored and distracted during downtime, it forces me to find something that's more engaging than going on to Reddit and there's something to do. So maybe picking up a book or working on some uh, engineering problem or something 
just like saying like I have a book just saying to like to entertain my brain in a more fulfilling way and not not going to the low hanging fruit of like Discord, Reddit or Twitch or whatever. So I've made some efforts since then to up 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 again and I've been enjoying my my day to day my day to day my day to day life even more. Uh so I'm gonna go with number three for that one. How about you, Mark? Okay. Like so my number three was so tough. Yeah. This was so tough. I, I even wrote it honorable mention. <laughs> But now, like one, so my number three, I had two being tied in that spot, hmm. and then I wrote an honorable mention, and now I'm like, should all three be tied or should I switch? Because now I think I like the honorable mention, okay, yeah, and the number three spot. So we'll, I'm going to move my number three, or my honorable mention to my number three spot, and I'm going to drop the the tied, okay, number threes, okay. So my number three <laughs> is Zettelkasten. Okay. So I really liked this. Um, and it was something I was kind of getting into. But then, uh, you know, diving into a little bit more um, uh, of the logging uh, mechanisms, stuff like that. That's something that kind of stuck with me since we did that episode. And I've been using it, you know, true. When we, and that's episode number 43 that we did. So that's something that I've been using uh, heavily, especially uh, since starting my uh, coursework uh, back in April. So uh, that's really helped me and my note taking and using it for my exams uh, of kind of building that information and going back to it and, and, and just structuring thought and things of mm-hmm. that nature. So uh, even when I'm listening to audiobook, I keep index cards around. Uh, even like my refuse to choose notes are on index cards as mm-hmm. well. And again, I scan those into Readwise. Uh, but it's been something that stuck with me and will continue to stick with me. And I'm all aboard the Zettocast and, and uh, keeping that within my life, uh, especially with my coursework, it's been invaluable. So that's, that's what, that's my top three, number three. So let's move to number two. What is yours? Is that like Aston? Yeah. Yeah. I was in this one because like it made me, I was curious of this app for a while. I called Obsidian, which is, mm-hmm. uh, a, uh, I guess I got a Zellicaston inspired app. I uh, discovered the app initially through the podcast Cortex, which is also one of the best productivity podcasts out there. And I was curious about it for a while, and the Zellicast episode made me really want to try it. And ever since the episode, I've been really, I've been using, I've been using uh, Obsidian for everything. Like it's it's now my I pay for Obsidian Sync uh, because uh, now it's like my it's like now it's like my cloud storage. Now I use like all my notes, all my writing goes through it goes through Obsidian now. The point of like Zellicaston and Obsidian is they both share the philosophy of like order and disorder through linking notes or tagging notes. And although I do have like a folder system in it, I've been learning to embrace the chaos a bit more lately. And uh, lately, I actually meant to throw this in at the beginning of the episode, but I forgot to. Uh, Readwise just announced, uh, uh, they announced uh, syncing to Obsidian. And I actually was hanging on to Notion just for Readwise, but I really have no point of having Notion in my life anymore. Except for maybe Kanban boards, and that's it. So I've 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 actually unsubscribed from Notion, and I've put that money towards uh, Obsidian instead now. 
Like I, I've I've learned to also embrace markdown, which is saying that I never really wrote in before. But now I'm in love with mm-hmm. writing in markdown and uh Obsidian supports markdown. I even uh, have the system now where I write everything using a thing called IA writer, which is a, a markdown text editor. It's a very minimalist one, uh, designed for helping us just focusing on writing. And instead of I've abandoned Scrivener, which is what I was using before for writing. Uh Scrivener's a little bit too uh, too much, I think, for what I do on a daily basis. So I moved to Markdown on IA Writer, which I, which I wouldn't have discovered if it wasn't for Obsidian, which I wouldn't have discovered for Zillicasting. So, so like that's my uh, honorable, not honorable mention, my number two <laughs> habit. My number two habit that I chose was maintenance days. Now, uh, I think in this episode... Uh, we kind of discussed uh, the full day versus uh, chunks yeah, of time. Yeah. And so for this one, I, I don't do necessarily do a full day unless, you know, probably I will for tomorrow because I've, you know, was sick earlier this week and it's been slow getting my energy back. And so I have my home is in disarray <laughs> and I think I need a full day to yeah. uh, tidy everything up. But uh, since that challenge that we did uh, for maintenance days, and that was episode 51, uh, we've been, I've been using it um, to chunks of time. So when I do my weekly planning, uh, I make sure that I include, include, that I include maintenance hours uh, to do. And for that, I also spend that time to listen to audiobooks yeah, yeah. Uh, and our podcast while I'm doing those tasks. So uh, that's been, you know, really good. Previously, I, did, I didn't, wasn't including this on my schedule or anything. You know, you just tidied up when you, whenever you needed to, or at least I did, right? Um, but sometimes when things get really busy, you don't, you know, keep on top of stuff. So uh, I now make sure that I have blocked time. Uh, that I focus and dedicate to that, but it's you know simultaneous task of listening to an audiobook or podcast. So I'm catching up on entertainment or I'm learning something by listening to a book. Uh, so it's you know not only am I keeping things tidy, but you know I'm also uh, keeping the mind sharp, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you will. Uh, it's like one of the so, more. It's like one of the very few ways you could actually effectively multitask. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so that's my number two. Now let's move on to number one. I'm highly curious yeah. as to what I'm actually, you've chosen. I wonder if we have the same one. So this, we'll see. My number one was saying that... I have, a, I have a feeling we did. What? You have a feeling? I have okay. a feeling we did. Yeah, my number one is saying that uh, I was using before we started the challenge and I've been using it ever since as well. That would be the the app Exist which yeah uh-huh. uh it is a great way to uh we're talking about like the last episode of being a quantified self episode basically exists as a quantified self uh, uh just a more specific use of it since it's an app within that within that sphere but uh exist is an app that lets you log a bunch of different things like from like fitbit to apple health data to like weather data to a bunch of different like a, a lot of different data and at the end of each day you tag things that you did that day things that stood out to you and you write a small journal entry and you rank your day on a one through 10 scale. And it's been very helpful because it helps me with like my daily review. I have a daily review habit I do each day that records exist and something else. Uh, a spreadsheet that I make, which is the one we talked about earlier doing the uh, 
Seinfeld, like how I rank myself between negative two to two. I do that on uh, existence as part of that routine. And it really helped me get into different habits as well, like nightly journaling, which is something I do on and off again. But I find my life is better when I journal and like reflect on the day for like five, ten minutes. And so exists I support a lot. I actually don't even buy the year-long subscription for it because it's more expensive to do it month to month and I want them to have as much money as possible to make a better app. Unfortunately, they've been in, I think, in selling mode for a while. I haven't heard anything from them in a while if they sold the company or not. I don't think so. I don't know if they got over their burnouts or if they've taken a step back and have like contractors working in the project now uh, or if they're even supporting anymore. So hopefully exists still survives. I, uh, but... Uh, yeah, it goes to number one since I was using it before we started the pro- uh, the testing and I've been using it after it as well. And I don't skip a day except for like during vacation time. I might skip the log. I might forget to like a log date, a day or something. At the very least, I try to log my ranking for the day and not necessarily like a short entry uh, during vacation time. But yeah, exists is my number one. I will continue using it until they inevitably shut it down or until it's, not out, uh, until it's out of date and I haven't supported it in a while or uh, until... Uh, the person who buys it ruins it. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what happens. I'm, not, I'm being pessimistic yeah. because that's just what happens in the world of tech. Hopefully they find a big fan that buys the products if they haven't found it already. I haven't seen anything in the news in a while if they've sold it or not. They also value user privacy a lot, which is they said that was like their number one thing they're looking for in a seller is that they value the user privacy as well. Or not seller, and a buyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so number one for me is exists. How about you, Mark? All right. So before I mention my number one, I thought we were going to have the same number one. But what I was going to, I'll note what I moved to being an honorable mention. Okay. Uh, what it uh, And that was exist. Okay. So exist was my in my number three spot, but I swapped it with Zettelkasten. Ah, okay while we were doing this. So my number one challenge that we did and that has stuck with me since and that I still very much enjoy to this day has been Analog by Ugmunk. I, I will, I'll explain why it's not my number one. I actually considered it in my top three, but I'll, I'll have you say things first. <laughs> yeah, so for, for me, it's easy because it really kind of... Uh, before I was using analog, I was just using a big, you know, notepad and it took up a lot of space, et cetera, et cetera. And I kind of, I'm a person that I like to write things down and that truly, truly helps mm. me. So I was already kind of using, uh, you know, a bullet list type mm. system for that. Uh, analog comes along and you can certainly listen to much more detail in episode 47 about our review for that. Uh, but I really like that um, uh, you kind of combine it with our Ivy Lee method, right? Your six most important tasks, mm. break that down. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, yeah. That, that you need to complete for the day um, and to use that. So it helps keep me focused. It's prompt up. It's always within iShot uh, that I can just scan right from my screen to see what's on my list and what I need to do, especially since my day can drastically change uh, if I'm not working projects or I've been giving like, uh, you know, kind of off cue time to work on projects. Uh, my my day can drastically change. So it, I can be fully working on, you know, customer 
uh, support requests and escalations and mm-hmm. helping other engineers. And if that's not happening, then I can move to an item on that particular list uh, to do. And it's been great. The quality of it is nice, and I use it every single day. And it's used in my day job. Uh, and it's kind of the difference, I think, in a majority of these challenges. I apply them to my uh, side projects and everything else that I do on the side, while this one I apply to my day job as that fits so much better. So I chose analog to be my number one, and it's been very beneficial and very great for my productivity and my day job day to day. And I look forward to continue to use it. Yeah. So I, I really did like analog, but I had the same problem I had with the a few other things that are paper-based in my life is that it feels like it becomes wasteful after a while. Because like for me, like I found out that I was just like writing a bunch of like my daily habits on it instead of actually anything like task wise. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't fill up the whole card in most days and it just became like a habit log. And I was like, I'm already tracking this or something else. So I just stopped using it. I will write it down occasionally for like days. I have like a lot of things to do. I will actually write down on an, on an analog card and then I'd, uh, then it's useful for them. Like, okay, I got all these things to do. I'll just write this down. Those oh, it's always in view. But yeah, after a while, I just realized that my job is different than your job where I don't really have like constantly things coming up. So it's less useful for me in my day-to-day life. I still think it's great. I think it's a really well-designed system. You'd also just use like an index card as well if you want to do the budget way, uh, which I recommend for people that are like, oh, I want to spend $40 on this. Uh, just spend $4 on a pack of notebook cards and saying to prop it up on. But I think it's a really good system. But I just felt waste after a certain point and I stopped using it. But I did use it the other day. I actually had a lot of things to do, I think, earlier this week. So I used it then. But uh, overall, I've kind of gone back to digital for my main way of tracking projects uh, because it just, I don't feel as wasteful using my digital task managers to track habits and to remind myself of habits than my physical ones. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but that I think it's still a great system, but just doesn't work too well for me after a certain point. Well, there we have it. Our top three books of the past year, our top three least favorite habits we did, and our, I guess, bottom three least favorite habits, our bottom three favorite habits. I don't know, it's kind of, <laughs> I don't know how to word that. Uh, and our top three habits of the past year. And we'll be doing this again next August, I guess. Uh, August, September time yeah. for our next round of this. Uh, in the meantime, though, there will be some traveling in at least my future. So we'll be doing a rebroadcast of a previous episode. And, uh, probably one of the ones in the top three. It might be... Let's see. It might be... A, I don't know. We'll need to talk about this after, the, after it. Uh, but we'll be doing a rebroadcasting of one of the episodes mentioned in this episode. Uh, it'll either be uh, something from our top three favorite books or our top three favorite habits. Uh, we came to more of a consensus on top three favorite books, so it might be one of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll be doing a rebroadcast, which is not saying that we normally would do, but we typically have a backlog. Apparently, my dog's very unhappy that we're doing a rebroadcast. <laughs> I know. She's Sorry. like, where's your backlog? <laughs> I need to know more. We typically have a backlog, <laughs> but uh, throughout time, we've kind of, we've, uh, we've ran out of it. And so we need. We can say it February, February 
the yeah, blackout, blackout in help. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> that blackout just ruined everything. Yeah. So we don't have a backlog, so we're doing a rebroadcast instead. It'll be a surprise, but you'll know it's gonna be one of those top threes on one of those lists. And in the meantime, though, you can check out our show and all of our previous episodes, including the ones I mentioned today, at theproductivelab.show or tpl.show for short. You could find me at my personal website, quadrant9.net, where there's now a link on the uh, menu up top for how to subscribe to my newsletter. I'm using an indie service called, uh, what's it called? Button Down, I think is what it's called. Yeah, it's called Button Down. It's a indie service. Uh, want to support the small people. So I'm using Button Down. Uh, and um, uh, my newsletter will be there. The second issue should be out by the time this episode comes out. So uh, you should be able to view other backlog as well. There should hopefully be a, a short story as well published on my personal writing website, jonathankweb.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at KyleSQ9. That is Kyle, the letter S, the letter Q, the number nine. And where can people find you, Mark? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at AskMarkio. That's AskMarkio. You can find my writing and blog, which I haven't been updating because I've mostly been focusing on the newsletter <laughs> at AskMark.io. Oh, oh, wait, before before you say the final line, uh, what I meant to mention is that we will be doing a challenge as well, uh, but it'll be more of a three-week thing or a one-week thing. We haven't decided a recording schedule yet, which is going to be the day book from uh, Refuse to Choose. We'll be doing that. Yeah. So it'll be basically a notebook we'll carry through everywhere. Knowing me, I might find a digital solution in Obsidian, but uh, we'll be doing the scanner day book, which is just basically like a log for everything and like a way to like flush out our ideas before they become full ideas. Listen to our... I refuse to choose episode uh, if you want to know more about that. But yeah. Indeed. Okay, Mark, sorry for interrupting you. <laughs> no, no, I think that's it then. So until next time, stay productive. It's also helped me embrace the app of Obsidian, which helped me discover a lot of cool new things as well. So. They're barking at the smallest dog. It's <laughs> like tiny, like 10 pound dog just walked by and they're like going crazy. They're like, get away from here, small demon. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, there's been bigger dogs that walked by, but all of a sudden... This one small dog is what set these set my dogs off. They're like, yeah, I can beat that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, uh, Mark will have to edit around that. <laughs> oh, you will. You're editing. Oh yeah, I'll edit around that. <laughs> Anyways, your your facial yeah. expression when you're like, oh darn, I I am editing. <laughs>